It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the Benetton home game rematch. My name is Alan Deegan. I'm in the sports ground with William Davis. William, we're expecting a win and a good win tonight from Connacht. Yeah, it's vital for them, I think, to get a bonus point win tonight. Uh, it's not the greatest night for rugby here, but they're, they should be ready to roll here. Benetton haven't won a game all season. Obviously, this is the first of the rearranged games that Connacht are going to have to play, so they'll be delighted to get this game over with, and that means winning five points. I agree. It's a, it's a, quite, a, quite a few players missing on the Benetton team, and they're actually starting with two scrum halves with Ian Keatley playing in the centre, so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. We'll talk again on 20 minutes. We're just gone 20 minutes. There's been a bit of a kerfuffle out there, but a, a block down caused uh, all sorts of messing, but Connacht leads 7-0. Score by their captain, Paul Boyle. Yeah, it's a pretty scrappy game of rugby. Uh, and it's, there's not much shape or sort of uh, precise play to it. Uh, a lot of kicking. Um, Connacht look a little bit rusty. Uh, Benetton look a little bit limited. Connacht have a strong enough wind, it would appear, in this first half. So they'll want to be more than seven points up at half time. They just need to settle down, maybe get ball in hand and actually play a little bit of rugby. Uh, probably have kicked the ball a bit too often, but so far so far, so good. Indeed, we'll talk again on half-time. Half-time score here at the sports ground. It's Connor 24, Benetton 7. Okay, William, half-time. Just heard John tell us, 24-7, bonus point secure in the bag. Yeah, um, they've sort of put this game away. You, you would feel... Benetton are quite game, but they're they're pretty inaccurate and Connacht have when they've had the opportunities they've taken them quite well. Two two tries for Paul Boyle. Um, Benetton got back in with a try and then very silly yellow card, which was the try was allowed, but the was for what I think in, in National Football League would be called unnecessary roughness. Just somebody doing something a bit silly after the try for Benetton. So the, that would be the National Football League of America. That would indeed be the National Football League of America, just in case anybody's confused. Um, it's strange atmosphere. It's Connacht are just playing like a side that are going to win this. They need to keep their concentration in the second half, and it'll be interesting to see how he uses his bench because I want to, you know, the players that come on will be expected to really step up. And um, I don't think Benetton have an awful lot more. Ian Keatley is playing very well for them. He's keeping them in the game. He's decision making. Yep. As the old-fashioned New Zealand second five-eighth uh, has, he's, he's done some really good things, um, good hands, and he's pumped up for it. But we, as we mentioned earlier, that wind—they're like we're, we're <laughs> the wind is sort of coming from behind the clan stand, so it's not actually we're not actually feeling very much. But that wind is absolutely howling out there, and it looks like it will be in Benetton's favour in the second half. And there's no better man than Ian Keatley to learn to, to keep them in the right part of the field. Yeah, and that'll be key for them. I suppose they need to score next. If Connacht get another score, they can they can start to ease away. But still a little bit inaccurate, Connacht, and they'll be concerned about that. But the job is done, really. It is, it is. And that try from, from Alex Wooten was a thing of pure beauty with the, the little bit pure, little bit of skill in the middle of the field and Peter Sullivan taking a fantastic arcing run and then timing his pass to perfection for Alex Wooten. It's certainly keeping the scoring rate up. We'll talk again on 60 Minutes. And as you can hear, the, the Connacht sideline is much more vocal than it was the last time we played at home. It's uh, just gone 61 minutes, 62, sorry, and Connacht now lead 31-7. It's pretty comprehensive now. Yeah, it's, it's sort of become 
bit shapeless again. A lot of substitutions on both sides. Big opportunity for the Connacht subs. They've been given a little opportunity to um, get themselves ready maybe for next weekend. There's a lot of rugby to come, so this is all part of the structure. It's gone really well for them tonight. They've they've just been in control of this game. Benetton only in fits and starts. And uh, a hat-trick for Paul Boyle in his first game as captain. Now, that's a pretty good start to the old captaincy. Yes, because he's become the first Connacht forward to have ever scored a hat-trick in the professional era. I'm not sure about the amateur era, but in the professional era, he's the first of the forwards to do it. Yep, and um, generally it's a matter now of just getting out. You don't want any injuries. Just keep it nice and tight, stick at the job, and try to get a few more tries, and, and it'll be a case of job done. It certainly will. We talk again at full time. At the sports ground, it's finished Connacht 31, Benetton 14. Yeah, that got very scrappy near the end. Paul Boyle went off with a bit of an injury. Hopefully it's only cramp. Um, they lost Ratuva with an injury. So we're actually 14 on 14 for the last few minutes, but it was very messy, and Benetton got a, a try just to make the score look a little bit better. But good win for Connacht. Yeah, they, 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 they got the job done. They got the five points. I think they'll be happy with that. It's, they need to get back on the rugby field because they've had so many disruptions this season. Tempted to say that is going to be... Uh, a very different game to what they're going to experience in Paris next uh, Sunday week. Um, and that's part of slight of the slight bit of the problem is that this this is it, it, at best it's a it's a warm up for that. Um, yep. Some good performances. Uh, I was impressed with uh, Conor Fitzgerald. I thought he uh, really showed showed for the ball, showed got involved, and the pack was good. Owen Masterson had a good game in the second row again. Um, but they'll analyse this and then they'll move on very quickly because the next uh, seven weeks are a different league to this. They most certainly are. Next up, we'll hear Paul Boyle, who got man of the match as well. Surprise, surprise, having scored a hat-trick. And Andy Friend. Andy, was that the minimum requirement tonight? Uh, Bonus point, fairly comfortable win. Yeah, we talked about it as a leadership group during the course of the week and we said, listen, we we believe we, we should be a three-score better team and, and tonight we were. So, you know, to have that bonus point uh, at half-time, I thought the way we played that first half was really clever. But we used the wind well and I thought our, our set-piece laid a really good platform for us. So that was good. But, you know, that can often trip you up too and I thought the way we came out in the second half was also pleasing. So... Um, probably failed, you dropped away a little bit at the tail end there, went down to 14 men. That was um, because of our, our captain on the night. We had to take him off. But uh, in the end, uh, William, a, a pretty pleasing performance from us. Did you have to take him off in case he scored any more tries? That was a, that's a good start to a captaincy career. Bonus point win and three tries. Yeah, we might keep that. See you next to his name. What do you reckon? I think Jared Butler might have something to say about that. No, I thought he was outstanding, mate, and, and he has been all year. Um, you know, a quality footballer and, and, a, and a great leader and really pleased for him that he he, uh, he managed to put three three tries in uh, next to his name on on his first captaincy. Um, good work by the forwards. They, they, they seem to get on top of Benetton, get inside their heads a little bit and... It, it, as you say, it was done by half-time. Is there a danger in a game like that that concentration c- can just drift away when you know there's, there's bigger fish to fry down the road? It, it can be, and that's, you know, that's what I was pleased with. It. I didn't feel like that happened. I, I thought certainly in the, 
the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half, I thought we, uh, again, I thought we played some really smart football and we were good. We probably just drifted away at the tail end of it, mate, which was, which was frustrating. But at the same time, it's, um, you know, we, we'd made a lot of changes and so we went down to 14 men. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we'll look, look back and say, well, it was a 31 points to 14 win and five points in the bag for us. And concentration now starts on seven very interesting weeks. Trip to Paris next week. So when, when do you start planning for that? Yeah, well, uh, we'll give them the weekend off, so Saturday, Sunday off. It's, it's a nine-day turnaround for us. So we've had two six-day turnarounds the last couple of weeks, so this is very different. So a couple of days off, we'll come in Monday, Tuesday. We'll have Wednesday off. We'll train on Thursday. We'll have Friday off, and then we'll, we'll travel do our game prep over in Paris and, and re- meet Racine on Sunday next week. Well, we certainly look forward to that. Uh, Paul, okay, first game as captain. Could it have gone any better? And are you going to get a little bit of stick? Because, you know, let's face it, bonus point, three tries, good performance. It's easy, isn't it? You can tell Jared Butler there's nothing to this captaincy stuff at all. Well, no matter how it goes, you're going to get stick with the group we have. So I think everyone is well used to at this stage. But, Again, I was asked uh, outside by Marcus Horn just what, he, what I thought of captain and stuff. And I just said that there's a bit Sean O'Brien out today uh, and Jared came to Saturday. I spoke to him this morning and he said that I'd given him the messaging all week and um, that it was kind of, he was happy for me to be captain. So that was a, a great little boost from from the captain and a fellow I've looked up to for the last couple of years and he's a great leader himself. So um, kind of set me up on a nice, set, me, set the day up nicely when I heard that this morning. Did you approach the game any differently? Was there, was there different things you had to take on board that you had to prepare for? That, that you, Just as a difference between being a player on the day and captain on the day? Not particularly. Like I think the thing I like about it as well is you get, you get to speak your mind to the referee a bit more than getting in trouble. So there's a bit of that, but look, maybe not to this level. But I've captained, I captained Ireland at under-20 level and uh, my club glory the whole way up. Um, I captained again. That's only at underage level, but it gives you great experience in how to deal with referees and how to deal with different situations. So, not that it was seamless, but it was um, it wasn't too bad. And is part of that as well? You have to deal with your 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 colleagues on the pitch. You have to communicate. And I know you're you're a good communicator all the time. You're always talking, but it's a slightly different emphasis when you're the main decision maker. Yeah, it may be a little bit, but when when I was kind of looking around me and. You have Jared there beside me. You have Masters in the second row. Um, Gav Thornbury, who is the line-out operator that everyone listens to. Dennis Buckley, the scrum, the scrum operator. And I suppose Shane Delahunt as well, who always gets his word across. It's, it's, it's easy. And it's not like I have to force any conversation. The right conversations always happen because you have really good guys there. And, and they're all leaders in their own right. Okay, we're after the, the interviews with Paul and Andy. And we're still socially distancing with our mic. And we're all masked up still even though it's so cold there's no way the virus could survive this I don't think <laughs> and the wind is blowing howling here in the sports ground but I've got Dave Finn and Lyndon McKenzie Dave your thoughts professional professional there were things that would be improved on there were things that would need to be so much better because the level of opposition you're facing the next seven weeks is going to be so much better but um, you can only beat what's put in front of you it was not a night to be outside 
in any form, certainly not the night to be outside playing rugby. Uh, they got the job done by half time. There were things in that game that didn't make sense, but then you look at the weather and they made a lot more sense. Uh, like yourself, I'm going to take a look at the game afterwards and see exactly what happened. There's at least two tries. I don't know what happened. <laughs> there was indeed. And, and Lily, it's not exactly the perfect preparation to go to be going to Paris next week to play indoors in the U Arena, a wet, dirty, cold very windy sports ground I don't think it actually really matters quite frankly <laughs> I think the most big, the best preparation was them going out there and winning because they have, well, have some momentum now that's what they wanted although there might be a slightly you know a few changes to the team obviously and I think that was the bottom line they just wanted to get out there and they wanted to win this they, they wanted to leapfrog Scarlet's into second place and they've yep. done that they've achieved it they've still got another game in hand remember so the momentum is now with them and remember this is the first time this season they've actually put two wins back to back so that was the most important thing I think psychologically for them and going into going into the European competition because let's face it they're going to f- they're going to one would expect, Connacht, and no disrespect, that they will struggle against the likes of Racing 92 and, and Bristol. They'll yeah. give it a good shot, but I think you know, it might just be a, might be a step too far, but we don't know. We might be surprised. But you know, people would assume that you, know, you are up against a very you know, high-quality French, French outfit and you've got the likes of Pat Lambs Bristol over there who are going very strong. So... This, this game here was all about the Pro 14, yeah. building a bit of momentum. And they did it, and they did it professionally. And, and I thought there were a couple of well-worked tries out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, it was, I think it was a good result on what is, a, 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 I was about to swear then, <laughs> a, bleeding, a, a bleeding cold night. <laughs> I, think we can, I think we can live with bleeding. Um, was there any injuries, Dave? Did, like Paul Boyle left the field early. Was he? Uh, was it just cramp? Well, when you know, it's it, <laughs> lads. It's it's. We've all played it to whatever level. We've all played in in these conditions, and everything hurts. Yeah. A ball hitting off your leg really hurts. Um, I think they were being precautious. I think the same the same obviously with Sean O'Brien. Except it was a bit more, slightly more serious. But they'd rather not risk it, given what's coming up. You do a hamstring. Um, tonight against especially when the game is won then you're looking at you're not back this side of Christmas probably which means and would you risk I mean that's a big blow that's a big blow for the European games but then are you going to risk someone like Paul Boyle with a dodgy with a potentially dodgy hamstring in the Interpros which is another I mean let's let's deal with them but basically take him off if you think there's even the vaguest hint there might be something serious or if you leave him on it could go wrong so that at least you have them available for next week rather than I mean there's nothing to be gained from keeping him on so yeah take him off yeah absolutely I was impressed again with, with Owen Masterson who seems to be growing into that second row role wonderfully like he's, he's the, got the most line out deals in the Pro 14 I think he took at least one or two more there again tonight it's, it's great to have it's almost like he's a new player for the, for the team yeah, he's. I mean, well, he's obviously always been a very talented footballer. He's just been had a few. He's had injuries that his injuries that he's have been quite serious injuries. So it's it's great to see him back. Look, we all know he's he's he is a leader. He's another leader in in that squad. He's a very intelligent, you know, young man. And 
I, I think it's brilliant that he is, has, has having some being able to build momentum in his game now because he hasn't had that. He's had a lot of stop-start type of um, games and because of inj- injuries. So I think it's great to have him there. He's he's. I know having spoken to Andy Friend and and previous, he was he is one of the leadership lads in the group um, and so it's great that he is on the field there and he's actually finding his feet in that second row position look it's that's the versatility isn't it you know if you look at all the players now in Connacht they all really want them to have not just one position nailed down they want them to be able to have, have that greater fluidity and that's and that's you know another strength for everyone's bow and the development of the squad it certainly is another another person who impressed me tonight off the ball as much as on the ball was Alex Wooten he does an enormous amount of talking and it's really impressive stuff, and it's 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 something great. It's not something I'd noticed. Of course, we never noticed the wingers before talking because we couldn't hear them with the crowd. Um, but you can hear it tonight. And and at one stage, Connacht were going for a try, and all you could kept hearing every couple of seconds was patience, patience. And I was looking around to see. I was looking around near the, the thing to see who it was. And this Alex Alex Wooden out on the wing, just asking everyone to calm down, be patient, and we eventually got to try. He's he's some sign, and hopefully we can get him permanently, Dave. Um, it's one of those great conundrums if he plays well here we want to keep him but then those who must be obeyed will decide he will go down to where he has come from um, but I'd like to see him stay here I thought he's very good I thought he I thought the, he's, he's gives you a threat that you don't always have I mean but for an unfortunate knock on from John Porch um, uh, prior to that he was gone through on a, on a kick that he caught you know he, yeah. he took and he was gone he was, and I mean everybody kind of knew they're going to go back <laughs> but he was still just in case um, uh, he's very impressed very impressed actually with all the new boys I think I don't think I mean it's what you want your signings to come and hit the ground running and I mean you know we've seen it over the last 18 months that the signings have been have hit the ground running and this year especially I mean look first of all I have to apologize I didn't recognise Conor Lillard for 60 minutes I genuinely because he's had a bit of a haircut and I genuinely was going who the hell is that so I was looking at I realised the guy I was trying to work out who it was all through the warm up was Conor Oliver and I mean those guys are, but those guys are impressive Sammy Arnold another quietly impressive game tonight and you know I mean even someone like you know, porch at the back. I mean, John. John is still only here just over a year, yeah. and he was he this year, this time last year. He probably wasn't even as advanced as Alex Wooden is now, and we yeah. now know that John can sit at the back and not necessarily be that prominent with the ball, but you just feel it's safer there with him there. And there's always that explosion. And Wooden the same. And I thought Pete Sullivan. We have to give him a big yeah. mention tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one and um, uh, uh, the only thing I'll say about negative thing I say about Peter Sullivan and it's across the board. We call it. This is some very dodgy seventy porn star mustaches out there, lads. And, Mo- and Movember is over. I don't, if you're gonna if you're gonna go, uh, I'm, a, I'm a beard man, so go full beard. If you're gonna, and I have to say, Sean O'Brien, great to see you come on. Great to see. Uh, great to yeah, see. You this is ball. Sean O'Brien as he's been known as Junior. 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 So but junior we're 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 trying to find out their their middle name so as we can at least identify them differently via their middle name. We'll hopefully have that. Yeah. By next well, week. This is, this is Mullingar, Sean O'Brien Jr. Um, I'm sorry. The only negative thing I said about him and his appearance tonight was you did the porn star moustache and the mother. Sh- it no, just no. <laughs> okay, okay. And then another thing that came up, Linley, apart from this massive sign from the excellent uh, main sponsors for Connacht, Janice has taken over the main section of the clan stand, um, and we're standing under giving us a little bit of cover. Is again the lack of fans. But most important, 
the music selection <laughs> pre-match apparently has now become the players selection of music and you know we were we were talking, we were trying to find out who it was, and we believed it was Abraham Papali's choice, but we're not sure. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to go with that. And it, it started off with a couple of fairly modern, rappy-type songs. I wouldn't know who they are, I'm too old for that. But just as the players come on the pitch, they were greeted by Dolly Parton and Kenny oh, Rogers. No, 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 that's not fair. That's not the first, when, they came out, when they came out... No, no, I'm talking about for, for the warm-up. For the warm-up, it was Dolly Parton. They actually came out to... Back in black. Oh yeah, they, 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 I was I was going to come back to that. Yeah, that's fine. By the end, by as they as they run onto the field, that was okay. But but you're warming up. They're they're trying to get themselves themselves going, and they're listening to Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. It doesn't exactly get the blood boiling. But uh, would, would you be happy with that? Maybe Dolly Parton does get their blood boiling. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I thought there was a distinct kind of um, relaxed sort of Pacific vibe actually to the music. Yes. This evening, yes. that I that to me sounded like quite like kind of music that might come from that might be familiar or might be enjoyed sort of and it just reminded me of Pacific Island music kind of because they like that kind of relaxed, relaxed easy going, yeah. easy going music and I was quite I was quite happy actually listening. <laughs> Was an antipodean there? Of course you were. Of course you were. Okay, and, and I think anything that makes I think that anything. I think it's great. I think anything that um, makes them happy, because yes. it is all about them now, yeah. because that's all who are here, here is themselves. So if that's what they want, give it to them. It's not going to cost anything. It's entertaining them, and it's given them a bit of crack too. Yeah. You know, they can have the crack afterwards. What, Jesus, what sort of music was that or what? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I think, I think, I think it's, I th- I think it's, a, it's a great, great for them to, to be able to choose the music. Oh, well, you see, I have a slightly different angle on it from Lindy. I mean, great. It's nice to know that's the vibe of the South Sea. It was very relaxed. Unfortunately, it was very mid-80s, very mid-80s, very Midwest radio, the stuff I grew up on. Yes, I didn't think there were that many links between Mayo of the 80s and and the South Sea Islands, but but a heavy heavy love for sort of that chilled-out country vibe. Uh, very. The only thing that was missing was Declan Nerney, quite frankly, and the two could be just completely misunderstood for each other. The other thing I will say, absolutely no comparison whatsoever. I will say one thing about um, it was quite. The, I mean, we made a we we made a statement after a lot of the game against the Scarlets was that there was no. We were mute. And just to say, it may well have been Abraham again, but somebody was bellowing. Everything was being bellowed, and the guys were there. And there was a few you could. Yeah, we there was knew a few. The few product were home. We're, we're here tonight. And that, yes, that was. That was that's what I wanted to finish on. I definitely want to finish on that. And I reckon it was Ben O'Donnell, but we'll, we'll find out. The thing about that is that's what that's what Andy Friend said he ben wanted from now on. <laughs> because if you remember the, at the last match, the Scarlets mm. match, yeah. he was very upset that the fact that it was the opposition who mm. had taken charge and taken ownership yes. of the sports ground. Yeah. Yeah. They were the ones who were who were, you know, patting each other on the back and Absolutely. whooping. Yeah, yeah. And so he had said that Connett it was that's what he had wanted Connett to be doing. And they had, but for some reason he said it was the first time they hadn't actually discussed it or talked about it before that Scarlets match. Yeah. But they had been previous matches. So obviously that was a, a that was a big thing. To create your own energy is I think the expression that Andy Friend uses. Yeah. To create their own energy, to, and I think when you refer to Washington being, you know, a real talker, that's something that they're encouraging to keep talking on the pitch, yes. keep talking to each other, keep encouraging. And if you notice, when one of those tries were scored, I think just about every single player yeah. went up and congratulated 
the other person and congratulated each other on it. And I think that's that's part of the part of the ethos and part of the, the group management of this team that they have to do that at the moment because it is so empty and cold and even when they do come running out onto the pitch or when they leave the pitch afterwards it is it is just a it's a, it's a very very strange strange feeling you know it's, it's kind of soulless yes and and you know I, f- I think any team that goes out there and plays in these conditions you know, it's 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 very hard. It's very hard even for the opposition. They can't get yeah. any vibes from coming out here as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I'm actually talking about the opposition. Just before I, I finish on that, talking to the opposition, I thought Ian Keatley had one of his better games. I thought he was excellent tonight. I thought he, he kicked very I... really well. I thought his his positioning. He he pushed pushed his team around the field when they had the ball, which wasn't very often. I, I you know were, when they have the ball, they're good, and you know this is going the team is going to improve uh, when they get their internationals back. There's a few guys there. I mean, Brayley was with the Italian squad. Scarby, who came on, is, is a big international. Um, yeah, I thought Keatley was was uh, was was going fine. He'd a couple of times, you know, he judged at times. You'd argue he may may have judged the wind better than Connor, but then I think Connor did also have the worst of the wind. I was surprised they took him off. I think he was very surprised they took him off. Um, so yeah, but it's good to see. I mean, maybe getting out of the the lunatic ball that is. That can be for tens in Ireland is, was good for him, and hopefully we'll see him. On. And it was interesting at twelve. Why did nobody here ever think about playing him at twelve? Exactly, exactly. So we'd like to finish on that. Those, those fans, that those Connacht fans, and, and as I say, I think it was Ben O'Donnell. I might be wrong, but he was certainly making an awful lot of noise. And Abraham was shouting and roaring too. We, we saw him, and I couldn't quite see who it else because they were the far end of this big, huge orange flag, so we couldn't quite see who it was. But um, well done, guys, and well done, Connacht. We'll talk again in Europe. We're going to have Packy explain everything about the European. He knows how it all works. He knows all the permutations. He's going to explain everything on Thursday. That's going to be great because there's nothing better than having uh, Packy explain rugby to you. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side, 